This is the Mouthing Off podcast from Bad Mouth Theater Company. I'm Amanda Forstrom. I'm Mari Sittner. And I'm Kevin Couchman. We're a theater company based in St. Paul, Minnesota. We love live performance, but we want to reach the widest possible audience. So for every project we do, we make digital content, which all goes into our podcast here. Mouthing Off features guest interviews and discussions with actors, playwrights, theater people, and our collaborators at Badmouth. We also use Mouthing Off to present theatrical readings of the work we're doing. So wherever you are in the world, you can enjoy Badmouth's work. Find us online at badmouthtc.com and on Twitter at badmouthtc. Enjoy the show. And we're back. Boy, Mouthing Off podcast. We have a doozy of a play here for you. A play about chemistry, the strange, the alien, a comedy, a contemporary comedy. And we're going to give a quick introduction here. I'm Kevin Kautzman. I'm joined by my partners in crime, Amanda Forstrom and Mari Sittner. Amanda, how are you? I'm great. And I'm super excited for everyone to hear this play by a great friend of mine, Brandon McCoy. Talented actor, director, musician, does it all, and this play's awesome. Yes, yes. And Mari, your impressions of, uh, of this fine play? This play is so funny. I just hope that everybody is as entertained by this play as we all were reading through it the, fa- the past couple of hours. Yeah, we've had a lot of fun recording this. And of course, we're going to do it live because that's how we do it at Waldman Brewery here in St. Paul. Uh, but this is the digital reading and we're joined by the playwright himself. We did a, an hour long interview with him as well, which you'll hear on this podcast. But I thought it'd be fun to have him uh, come along and introduce his, his play. Brandon, uh, tell us about Other Life Forms in 30 seconds. Other Life Forms is a comedy that sets out to prove the existence of love and how often we tend to get in the way of it. Um, and it's, it's through the lens of, of someone that cannot understand it. And in that way, we, the audience, get an opportunity to be observers and see ourselves and our behaviors and how ridiculous we can be sometimes. What a fantastic introduction. Thank you, Brandon. Listen to the interview with the playwright. Uh, this reading of Other Life Forms features the talents of Amanda Forstrom, Jake Griffith, Ian Hathaway, Matthew Sachs, Mari Sittner, and myself reading stage directions. Enjoy the show. Other Life Forms by Brandon McCoy. Prologue. We hear upbeat rock and roll music. Think something like the Fratellis or the Pigeon Detectives. The characters can be reacting to the music as though they are playing it as they get ready. Lights up on Molly getting ready for a first date. She looks good and she knows it. Lights up on Ben also getting ready. He is never quite sure what to do to look nice. He holds up several options. Nothing is right. Lights up on Leslie also getting ready. She's somewhere in between Molly and Ben. She looks good but isn't that self-aware. She's trying on outer layers looks in the mirror. Lights up on Jeff, hard to believe, also getting ready. He's finishing wrapping his hand with a bandage. He then picks up two options, chooses one. Molly and Leslie are putting on lipstick. Molly does so with the most extreme confidence and ease. Leslie is more careful. 
lights up on Jeff and Ben, both brushing their hair. Jeff easily gets uh, it the way he wants. Ben keeps trying to get a particular place to sit down. Uh, It doesn't. He gives up. Molly and Leslie squirt some perfume. Jeff puts on a sports coat and puts on the finishing touches. Ben gives up on his options and angrily puts on something else. Molly gives herself one final look in the mirror. She's good. Leslie gives a final look. Good enough. Jeff gives a final look. Not too bad. The music changes just a bit. A little slower, perhaps, or a little more melancholic. Ben is standing outside a door. He thinks about knocking. Doesn't do it. The music picks back up as before. It ends as the lights come up on. One, you never forget your first. Or Grandma Gas. Ben and Molly at a restaurant. Just want to get this out of the way. I've never done this before. What? Online dating. It's a little strange to me, the whole thing, but my friend, he insisted. Mine did the same thing. Really? He insisted. Told me it had been long enough. Huh. It makes you wonder. What? If most people go on that app against their will. Maybe so. Like a hostage situation for single people. Right. Sign up or live the rest of your life miserable and alone. Find true love or else. Exactly. And nothing sparks romance like a random mathematical formula. Seemingly designed to put two strangers at the table of an expensive restaurant. Yes. Maybe that's who owns the app. Who? Restaurateurs. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. About the strangeness of it all. I'd see those commercials online for dating apps and think... Those commercials are terrible. They are, aren't they? Those sorts of people don't really exist. No, they are way too pretty. Way too hip. Successful. And happy about it all. Yes! Sometimes I'd yell at the ad. What's wrong with you? How could you still be single? What's your damage? Right? Anyway, now the fact someone so lovely is sitting across from me. That's very sweet. I'm glad we're doing this. I wasn't before, but now I am. Me too. As far as I'm as the first 30 seconds of dates go, this one is right up there. Right up there. I don't know what to say exactly. Me neither. I'm in my head about it. Maybe I'm too old fashioned. I know what you mean. You meet someone at a bar or at a party or at a... Or you get set up by a friend or work. Every time I get on that app, I start to panic a little. Me too. I can't handle the swiping. Swiping. Me neither. I feel guilty about it every single time. And then imagining someone swiping on me. Fuck that. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. Fuck that indeed. But it's like window shopping. Yes. It seems unfair to know that much about somebody before you've even met them. Exactly. And so, it's like we skipped a few steps. For instance, I already know you have a dog. I do. She shows him a picture on her phone. Isn't she cute? Very. But that is something that would have normally come up down the road. And I know you like to ski, which would most likely come up in conversation about things we like to do, right? Right. So... Yeah. So maybe... Yes. Maybe we should just skip to the sags. What? Why not? It'll save you some money on dinner. What? Let's go. Uh, Let's get uh, out of uh, here and get to the sex. Are you, uh, are you? Ben? Yeah? I'm joking. Oh, oh, wow. That's, that's a relief. How'd you go in there? Did you ever? You should have seen the look on your face. I can only imagine. Oh, shit. Oh, no, Ben, I'm sorry. Why are you sorry? I was just trying to fill the awkward silence. I understand. 
I was trying to be funny. You were. It was. I don't want you to get the wrong idea. I won't. I haven't. Good, because, but I shouldn't joke about sex. Why? What do you mean? Not on a first date. Why not? Because, well, I just shouldn't. Molly, can I tell you something? Sure. I think people take sex way too seriously. You do? I do. Make all the jokes you want. It's like the most natural form of expression there is. What is? Sex. It's the most natural form of expression? Of course. And to be completely honest with you, (laughs) I was kind of hoping you were serious. You were? I mean, it took me by surprise, but I... Are you kidding me? Something wrong? You were willing to have sex with me, just like that. Well, sure. We just met. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that you... Hold on, just just a just second. Just like that, you... Molly, I... I knew something like Molly? this. Molly? What? I... I was joking. <laughs> oh. Oh, that was... <laughs> you should have seen the look on your face. <laughs> what are you, some kind of pervert? Can I get you something to drink? I think we're going to need a minute. Lights down on Ben and Molly and up on Jeff and Leslie. Jeff's hand is wrapped with a bandage. I just want to get it out of the way. This is my first date. The first? Yes. No, not my first date. The first I've arranged through the app. No. Not my first date ever. That would be a little strange. Not really. Yes, it would be. Maybe a little. (laughs) I'm very nervous. I'm sorry. Jeff, don't be. Nothing I can do about it, I'm afraid. My hands have been sweating and shaking all day. See this? I dropped a glass of water just before I left the house. Cut myself cleaning it up. I meant to be sorry. It's not like I've gone 30 plus years without a single date. Of course not. It's just so... uh, Dating. This isn't the way I imagined it going. What do you mean? I went through the beginning of this date a thousand times in my head. In about 999 of them, it went better than this. You played it out in your head, too? Yes. Well, if it's any consolation, this is better than the way it played out in my head. It is? Much. Why don't we start over? Is that allowed? Why not? Okay. I'd like that. Okay. Shit. I've ruined it, haven't I? It's not ruined, it's just the online thing. Right. It's weird to me. How so? I don't know. Maybe I'm too old-fashioned. It feels like I know certain things that I shouldn't know yet. Things that would have otherwise come up in conversation. Right, and it's like, do I ask about those, or... I see. It's like we've already been on a couple of dates. Right, without ever actually meeting each other. So maybe... Yes? Maybe we should just embrace it. How do you mean? Let's pretend we've already been on a couple of dates. Skip ahead to number three. Skip ahead? Skip ahead. Okay. So what's different about date number three? Well, uh, let's see. Why don't we go straight to what we think of each other? Not so nervous anymore? Not really. It's the first date that's tough, isn't it? We're way past that now. All right. Let's do it. I think it's neat. You're a geology professor. It's also a little intimidating. Intimidating? Yes. The professor part or the geology part? Geology. We're talking about a subject I know nothing about. Would you like to know about it? I would. I could teach you. Yes, you could, Professor. I will. Okay, my turn. I think it's adorable that your profile picture you chose... For your profile picture, you chose one of you and your mother. Oh, God. 
What? I do. I, I think it's sweet. I knew I should have chose something else. I think it's endearing. I don't photograph well. It was the best picture of me I could find. It did raise some questions. Like what? Like, does this guy have mommy issues? Or does he still live with his mother? Oh, uh, Leslie, I... But ultimately, I thought it was adorable. It, it showed that you... Leslie, that's not my mother. It's not? No. Who is it? My ex-wife. Oh. That's... That's the sort of person I'm used to being with. You mean... Old. Older than me. Quite a bit older than me. Older, the better. You see. You're the first person my age I've ever been out with. Okay. Yeah. Huh. I'm joking. Thank God. I shouldn't have done that. Made a joke. No, it's fine. Too soon. Too creepy. No, it's not. You sure? Well, maybe for date number one... But date number three, totally acceptable. Your turn. Lights back to the other restaurant. Let's get one thing straight. I am not a pervert. Fine. I'm not. I was joking. You were not. Okay, so what if I wasn't? It's not that big of a deal. No, of course not. People make too big a deal out of sex. You don't understand. I think I do. I just meant that sex, of course it's a big deal. It just doesn't have to be the biggest deal. For some people it is. But it doesn't have to be. Yeah, you already said... What? I just don't think... I'm just trying to explain that... Maybe we should just call it. Uh, no, wait. I'm, I'm sorry I said that, okay? I'm nervous. And I haven't been on a date in a very long time. And wait a minute. You made a joke. What? You made a joke. You were joking about sex. Yeah, so? So if it's such a big deal, then why... I was trying to kill the awkward... It makes sense I'd have a response. Yes, but not, I sure hope she's serious. My point is, you brought it up. If not for that, then- I was joking, you weren't. But my point is, my point is, what the hell is my point? Never mind. look, I'm sorry I offended you. And I'm sorry if, but look at you. Of course I'd have that reaction, you're gorgeous. Well, shit. You could star in one of those commercials. Chalk it up to human weakness, I guess. I'll go. No, wait. It's okay, Molly. I have... No, you're right. I'm overreacting. The whole thing is ruined. It's not. Or at least, it doesn't have to be. Can we still have dinner? Are you sure you want to? Let's start over. I don't think that's allowed. Ben, you should know. This is the first date I've been on in five years. It is? Yes. I just got out of a very long-term thing. Well, not... Just, it ended 11 months ago, but I've heard a bunch of horror stories, okay? Okay. I played this date out a hundred times in my head, and not once did it ever work out the way I wanted it to. Oh. I hope we can, let's eat and have a good time, okay? Okay, if you're sure. The waiter approaches. Do you still need more time? I think we're ready. Molly, this is one of my favorite places. Everything is good. Looks it. Never had a bad meal, never had a mediocre meal. It's great. Can I start you off with something to drink? Gin martini, please. Dirty. And you, sir? Bourbon. Neat. Would you care for an appetizer? Uh, sure. What would you recommend? Tonight, we are featuring a chef's selection of cured meats and artisan cheeses served on a cutting board designed by a local artist. Also, we have slow-cooked Jamaican jerk chicken skewers served with cranberry tomato jam on the side. Awesome. Molly? None for me. We'll try both. Excellent choice. I'll be back in a moment with your drinks. 
Why did you do that? Do what? Order those things. I thought they sounded good. But I don't want them. Oh, should have asked. Are you someone who doesn't like sharing food? I'm fine with sharing, but I... I don't usually order an appetizer, but this is a special occasion. You don't understand. I don't eat meat. What? I don't eat meat. Are you a... I'm a vegetarian, yes. I see. Is that a problem? No, no problem. Why would it be a problem? No problem at all. It seems like it's a problem. It's not. Good. So you'll have to eat those things by yourself. You could eat the cheese. No, thank you. Religious or political? Excuse me? Religious or political? Always one of the two. Are you asking why I'm a vegetarian? Yes. And you assume it is either a religious stance or a political one? Yes. Which do you think it is? Honestly? Yes. Political. Wrong. Okay, religious then. Wrong again. Why is my being a vegetarian a problem for you? It's nothing. It's definitely something. It's just... It's hard for me to wrap my head around it, okay? You're literally missing out on the flavors of life. I'm perfectly happy being a vegetarian. Oh, sure, sure. About as much as you like telling people you're a vegetarian, right? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with me? You are willingly cutting out one of the greatest gifts of being born a human being, and you ask what's wrong with me. It's my choice. Exactly. Religious or political. Oh, my God. Being a vegetarian is unreasonable. Are you kidding me? Can you hear yourself? It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't have to. The waiter brings the drinks. Here you are. Thank fucking Christ. Molly takes a big drink. Lights change to the other restaurant. You didn't. I did. I really did. Oh my God. I was so excited to meet him. He's a hero of mine. The moment arrives, I shake his hand. I had planned all these clever things to say, but the thing that came out was, your hands are so soft. Why? I have no idea. He looked at me like I was insane, which I deserved because I'm not sure I could have said something creepier if I tried. My brain, when I needed it the most, betrayed me. How about you? Any embarrassing moments? How much time do you have? Oh, well, there's this one time, Thanksgiving dinner at my ex's house. Is it appropriate to talk about my ex? It is for date number three. Right, right. Well, anyway, it was the first time I'd spent a holiday with his parents. I'd known them basically my whole life, but this was the first time as the girlfriend. Very different, you know? Of course. And it couldn't have been lovelier. The food, the people, the conversation never stopped. No awkward moments of silence. But then? But then, my ex has a very old grandmother. 93 years old. Smart, funny. She just couldn't hear very well. And apparently, oh God. What? I'm suddenly wishing I hadn't started this story. You you have to go on now. Okay, okay. Apparently, not only had her hearing faded, but her, I don't know, nerve endings, I guess, had also lost their gusto. What do you mean? I mean, the woman literally couldn't hear or feel herself fart. Which she did, a lot. She'd stand up, fart. Sit down, fart. Laugh cough, stretch, fart, fart, fart. And everyone around the table is dying, howling with laughter. And grandma has no idea why. She kept asking, what's so damn funny? But nobody could answer. Nobody could stop laughing. And this made grandma very angry, which in turn made her fart even more. I was trying so hard to hold it together for her sake, you know? 
Sure. I kept eating, acting like nothing was happening. But all of a sudden, I just lost it. Right in the middle of a bite of turkey, I inhaled it. It stopped right about here, and I started choking. Oh, no. No one noticed. Their laughter covered up all of my noises of desperation. I had to do the Heimlich maneuver on myself on the back of the chair. It worked, thank God. Yes, thank God. As it turns out, a piece of airborne turkey is a real joy killer. And then came the silence. The dreaded, awkward silence. I'm sorry to laugh. Don't be. I have enough distance now to recognize how wonderfully ridiculous it was. Right. It's sort of strange, though, isn't it? What? There's a comfort in sharing past miseries, laughing about them. I don't think it's strange at all. What else is, what else is there to do but laugh? I suppose. Laughing about it is the easy part. What's the hard part? Knowing that the story lives on from other perspectives. Like your soft hands guy? You think he's ever, ever told other people that story? I would assume so. Exactly. But we don't have any control of it. It's a reminder. Of what? How our stories are bigger than us. Sorry. No, don't be sorry. It's a beautiful thought, actually. We're small, but the stories... The stories go on and on. Whether we like it or not. Exactly. I've been a vegetarian ever since. Really? I can't even look at a piece of meat without thinking of that day. Now I wish I hadn't ordered the chicken. <laughs> How long have you two... Never mind. What? I shouldn't. Even for the third date, I shouldn't. No, it's okay. What is it? How long have you two been... Oh, long enough. For what? Long enough to know it was a waste of my time. I'm sorry to hear that. And that's not true. There was a lot of good, a lot of bullshit, but still, plenty of good. We don't have to talk about our exes. No, it's okay. There's not a lot for me to say about mine. I've never had a relationship that lasted for longer than a year. Why is that? I've moved around a lot. My work never leaves me in one spot for long. Right. Your research. Yes. Remind me. Sociology. Culture. Not super exciting. I'll bet it is. I mean, it's exciting to me. You're talking to a geologist here. I find rocks interesting. True. So, chances are, I would likely... Uh, great point. A couple of years ago, I published a paper called Growing Up Rural... I spent some time in Appalachia, the Deep South, some of the more remote parts of the Midwest and the Pacific Northwest. Thus, never being in one place for long. Exactly. And I just observed. Talked to a lot of people, got to know what made them tick, what their daily lives were like. I got it published in a travel magazine, of all things. I want to read it. And after that, I received a, research, a grant to research the same principles only in urban areas along the East Coast. I'm nearing the completion. And then? Then... I move on to something else. Somewhere else. Oh. I hope you don't take this the wrong way. Okay. This whole thing. The online dating thing. Yes? It's part of my research, or at least it started that way. Okay. So this is what? An experiment? No, not really. My research... I get to meet lots of people, sure, but it's never... But it's work. I never get to actually participate. It's like I'm behind a window. I can see it, but I don't get to be in it. And so when I came upon the idea of giving online dating a try, it was two birds, one stone sort of thing. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I understand. Completely. I do. But ever since the first moment of tonight, I haven't thought about the research one time. You haven't? Not once. 
Which leads me to believe I've found something that I need more than information. What's that? A friend. Which is a bit of a bummer. It is? Yes. I thought for sure online dating was a hoax. Me too. Maybe this one is an aberration. Maybe. So, shall we get back, go back to our current date? You mean we're not having it now? No, no. All of that was like date five stuff. Date five was fine with me. Oh, okay. Then let's stick with date number five. We were talking about exes, remember? I do. So tell me about yours. Where would you like me to begin? The beginning seems like the appropriate place to start. If you think your research is boring. <laughs> okay, you asked for it. Lights out on Jeff and Leslie and back to the other table. Two giant plates of food sit before Ben. Aren't you going to eat that? I don't know. I'm trying to decide if I'm morally opposed to the killing of living creatures or not. Okay, listen here, asshole. I never said I was morally opposed to anything. You have no idea why I'm a vegetarian. Would you enlighten me? Would you enlighten me as to why you hate vegetarians? Please don't answer a question with a question. And I don't hate them. It just seems like it is something you should have disclosed earlier. When? Oh, I don't know. Perhaps on your profile? It's none of anyone's business. Okay, then. How about when we walked into a goddamn restaurant? Think you could have told me then? Novel idea here, but I thought I might get to order for myself. I was trying to be... Perhaps you should have told me that you equate vegetarians with Nazi skinheads. You're putting words in my mouth. Am I? You should have told me. Aren't you going to eat that? I don't want to be rude. Too fucking late. I'm not eating until you do. I don't eat meat. Eat the fucking cheese then. I don't want to. Why won't you eat the cheese? I don't want it. Oh, I see. You lied to me. I've lied about nothing. You're a fucking vegan. I am not. Only a vegan would order godforsaken quinoa. It's a superfood. A super disgusting food. Have you ever tried it? No. Then how could you know? The only reason it's even on the menu is to keep some hipster asswipe from complaining online about the lack of gluten-free options. Eat this cheese. I'm not eating that. Then I guess we're going to have to wait until they bring your quinoa. I'm sure it will be delectable. That quinoa is the only reason I haven't left your sorry ass alone at this table with a pound and a half of fucking meat. The waiter enters. Is everything okay? That depends. With the appetizers? Oh, yes. They're delicious, I'm sure. Your dinner will be out shortly. Can I ask you a question? Of course. The quinoa. Just a ballpark figure here. How often do people order the quinoa? I'm not sure I understand. My dinner partner and I were having a conversation and we wondered how often people order it. Yes, and when they do, how many are wearing flannel and black plastic rim glasses? Shut up. How often do you think? I feel like I'm in the middle of something here. Oh, not at all. We're just very curious people. How often? Well, it's not our most popular menu item. Shocker. But certainly not our least popular. I'd say, on average, about six people a night at my tables, give or take. What about your least popular option? What about it? What is it? I don't want to say. Come on, you can tell us. I don't think I should. What's your name? Leave the poor guy alone. Stay out of this. I'm Molly. This is Ben. What's your name? Walter. Walter. Walter the waiter. That's lovely. Not really. 
please, Walter, what's the least popular item? The jerk chicken skewers. Isn't that something? I guess. And how often do the jerk chicken skewers get ordered? Honestly? Yes. Once. Once? Only once a night? No, only once ever tonight by you. Well, how about that? Thanks, Walter. We really appreciate your help. Very much. Okay, bye. Well... Molly, I should... What's your problem, huh? What's the big deal if I'm a vegetarian? You've ne- never met someone who's so close-minded in my life. My ex. What? My ex was a vegetarian. What does that have to do with me? Nothing. It has nothing to do with you. Molly, I'm sorry. It's a little too late for that. I know the evening is ruined, and I don't expect you to understand, but for some reason, beyond my wildest comprehension, it sets me off. Is that supposed to make me... It's totally ridiculous. I know that. No one deserves to be treated that way. No, they don't. I would never do that. I would never judge someone like that off the cuff for no legitimate reason. I know that. One thing does not make a person. I hope in some way, some small way, I can make it up to you. Listen, I, of all people, should know what it's like to be on the receiving end of thoughtless criticism. Really? Yes, I've dealt with it quite a lot. I doubt that. I'm telling you the truth, but I don't need to go into it. No, please, tell me. It's okay. Go ahead. I don't want to make any more excuses. What is it? It's my political leanings. And they are? Fine. I'm a libertarian. I'm a libertarian. But I don't tell many people that anymore because they don't even know what it really means. All they think is that I'm responsible for their candidate losing. But it's truly what I believe. I'm a libertarian. Ah, fuck me. What? You're a libertarian? Yes. Bullshit. I am. No one is actually stupid enough to be a libertarian. Wait a minute. You're not. There's no way. Hold on just a second. It doesn't exist. It's theoretical only. It is not. Libertarians are right-wing nutjobs who don't have the courage to admit they're against gay marriage. What the fuck's your problem? You honest to God think you're a libertarian? I'd be more likely to believe you're a goddamn unicorn. I thought you said one thing does not make a person. Well, congratulations. You found the one thing in the entire world I hate beyond any reason. Good for you. Where's the waiter? Why don't you just admit it? You distrust the government and hate taxes, but you don't want to sound totally ignorant, so you pretend that socially you're so progressive, when in reality, you hate abortion, you abhor women's rights, you think guns are the cat's pajamas, and you couldn't give two shits about the mistreatment of animals, you Republican imposter. I was right. Your vegetarianism, it's fucking political. Fuck you. The waiter enters with two meals wrapped to go and sets them down with the check. I hope you don't mind. I took the liberty of wrapping these up for you. I was just leaving. Molly takes her food and leaves. Sorry about that, Walter. Uh, you know, it's all good. Here. Ben grabs his wallet, gets out a credit card, and hands it to Walter. Ben sets his wallet on the table. uh, Walter starts to go, and then Ben stops him. Walter, the quinoa. Six people a night? That's probably a little high. It's more like... Two or three times a night. But it seemed like the right thing to say, you know? He goes. God bless you, Walter. Downs his drink. Lights back to the other table. There are empty glasses and perhaps just a bit of dessert left. A long conversation has just come to an end. Holy moly. Yeah. Wow. It's like 
I hope you don't mind me saying this. Oh, Jeff, please don't. It's just so... I mean, it seems to me that... It is what it is. Some things just aren't meant to be. Leslie, I hope I'm not overstepping, but it doesn't make any sense to me. Doesn't have to make sense. I guess that it usually doesn't make sense. There are these things that go unspoken or unrealized or whatever, and those things have a tendency to rear their ugly little heads at the most inopportune times. Forgive me for saying so, but all things being equal... I should never have started talking about him. Do you still love him? Jeff, I... I mean, you must, right? Yes, I do. I always will. So why don't you Because just... it's decided. And life isn't like a romantic comedy, or a play, or a fairy tale. And sometimes, when it's decided, you just have to... Why can't it be like a movie or a fairy tale? What do you mean? Who decided that life has to suck? That the real world lacks the happy endings found in storybooks. Isn't that just a convention we've decided upon? Isn't love? Isn't love what? A convention. A coping mechanism. Rules decided upon to prevent utter chaos. That's sort of a bleak position, don't you think? I don't know. You tell me. You're the sociologist. Well, if I knew the answer to that... Exactly. Thank you. For what? For telling me about him. Probably gave you an entire chapter, at least. I'm glad you felt comfortable enough to talk about him. Ben, right? Right. Ben. Great meal, huh? Very good. Better conversation, though. Yes, it was. You want to come back to my place? Lights. Two. Magdalena Goldberg, or Who Wrote Moby Dick? Jeff and Ben are sitting in their apartment. In a word, awful. Really? No. Awful doesn't even begin to describe it. They haven't yet invented a word to describe how horrendously fucked that date was. Was she not what you expected? I would have rather gone out with Stalin than this woman. Okay. It's all a sham. One giant, monumental, gut-wrenching facade. What is? Online dating. Oh. I told you. I told you I didn't want to go, that I wasn't comfortable with it. I know. But you just wouldn't let it go. I had a feeling that it might be what you needed. Jeff rubs his bandaged hand. What's wrong with your hand? It's nothing. Well, I'm done with dating. No, you're not. Dating, as far as I'm concerned, will go the way of the fucking dodos. Maybe you should try to calm down. I'm calm! Doesn't seem like it. Not on the outside. But in here, free and easy like a bird. In your head? Yep. You know why? Why? Magdalena Gruber. Who? Magdalena Gruber, the woman of my dreams, the most wonderful creature I've ever encountered. Whenever I have a night like tonight, I think of her. Who is she? An old girlfriend? I wish. She was a co-counselor one year with me at that sleepaway camp I used to work for in the summers. I told you about that. And I loved her. I mean it. I truly loved her. Loved her how? With every fiber of my being, I worshipped the ground she stood upon. I loved the way she walked. I loved the way she talked. She was from Austria. Had an aunt in the States, so she spent her summers here. That accent. My God. This sounds more like infatuation than love. Jeff! It was love. Okay? Okay. I'm serious. I would have done anything for this girl. I get it. I would have crawled naked in the desert over broken glass for this girl. Ben, I get the picture. I spoke to her exactly one time. One conversation. Not even that. I never had the guts to approach her. Jeff, this girl wasn't just out of my league. 
she was from another planet. I see. And so? And so, on our last day, I thought, shit, I'm never going to see her again. What's the worst thing that could happen? She had packed up her things and was headed to the van to go to the airport. I stepped in front of her. She couldn't have been more than three steps from the van. And I said, Magdalena, I know we've never talked, but I'm pretty sure I love you. And she looked at me, sort of puzzled. And then, without any notice of any kind, she kissed me. She did? Yep. Good one, too. Kiss me, said Afirzen, and got in the van. You'd never spoken to her before? Why did she do it? I don't know. I don't care. Happiest moment of my life. The happiest? Yes! There was no drama around it. I just... I said what I meant, and she kissed me. It was like a movie. And then she left. Yeah. Well, that settles it, then. What? Go to Austria. See if it's true love. No, Jeff. She's not real. I mean, she was. She was very real. And just to be clear, that really happened. But it was what it was supposed to be. A couple of seconds of blissful connection. And a happy reminder when I go on a date with a fucking Lady Macbeth. How was yours? My what? Your date? Oh, uh, Ben. It was terrific. Oh, great. Best date I've ever been on. Well, good for you. She's wonderful. I think you'd really like her. I know you'd really like her. Did you ever notice this always happens? What What does? The shit hits the fan for me, and then there's you. There's me? Your life is superior to mine. This makes Jeff a little uncomfortable. He rubs his bandaged hand a little harder. No, it's not. It is. This isn't a matter of opinion. Empirically, your life is a dream. I don't know about that. I go on a nightmare date. You go on a great one. Ben? I get paid next to nothing, covering a shitty beat for a shitty paper... You get a, paid a boatload to talk to people. It's not that simple. You get invited to parties and to speak at public functions. I get audited by the IRS. It's not what you think. Everyone loves you. You always say the right thing. You always make the right decisions. You're very close to being perfect. I'm not perfect. Not by a long shot. Seriously, Jeff. Level with me. What gives? How do you do it? Teach me your ways. Jeff gets up and moves around the room like he doesn't know exactly where to go or what to do. His behavior can be extraordinarily weird. No one has ever done that. What? That. What you just said all this time. No one has ever said. Are you okay? I don't know. Sit down and talk to me for a second. I can't. You can't what? I can't teach you my ways. I'm not supposed to. What are you talking about? What is wrong with me? Jeff, you gotta help me out here. I don't know what's going on. Yes, precisely. That's exactly the problem. All I said was, teach me your ways. I was joking. And I can't. I can't teach you. Okay, wait. You actually have ways? Yes. Isn't it obvious? I just thought you were really fucking lucky. It's not luck. What are you, in the mob or something? Don't be ridiculous. Hey, Jeff. Buddy, listen to me for a second. If you just calm down and listen to me for a second... When have I ever let you down? Never, right? Whatever it is, I promise. You can trust me. Holy moly. This is... I can't believe that I... What? What is it? I need you to understand some things. One, I'm not supposed to reveal this to anyone. The only exception would be to barter for my release. Your release? If I were to be detained by the government. You're fucking freaking me out. Are you a spy? No, Ben. Was I right? Is it the Mafia? No. 
too when I tell you you're not going to believe me. So you have to promise no matter what your reaction may be, you have to hear me out. Got it? Yes. That one's important. I got it. Three, this information is for you and you alone. For your safety and mine, you cannot tell a soul about this, ever. Jeff, I understand. Tell me. Say it. Say you will remember and honor those three things. I promise you on my life. Jeff sits directly next to Ben. He waits several still moments just staring into his eyes, and then... I'm an alien from outer space. <laughs> oh my fucking god! <laughs> just as I suspected. Oh my god! This is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my goddamn life! <laughs> it's true. <laughs> thank you. No, I mean it. Thank you, Magdalena. I'm sorry, but we have a new winner for the happiest moment of my life. <laughs> I can prove it to you. You can? Oh, goody! Well, be my guest, Captain Zork. Hope it's not an anal probe, though, because I've already had one of those tonight. Do you know how long ago we met? A little over a year ago. Exactly? Do you know exactly how long it has been? I don't. I do. One year, 114 days, 12 hours, and 3 minutes. Okay, there's no way that that is accurate. You moved, into the, you moved in the 1st of March last year. Eight days prior, you visited the apartment. That was February 21st. You arrived at 11.14 a.m., left at 11.37 a.m. Today is June 15th of the following year. The current time is 11.17 p.m. One year, 114 days, 12 hours, 3 minutes, and 42 seconds. 43. 44. All right, I can't do that kind of math in my head. It's right. Even if it is, it doesn't prove anything. You could have a photographic memory or something. I know your entire history. You do? Yes. Why? You're my assignment. Your assignment? I'm your assignment. I'm your... Okay, this should be fun. Dazzle me. You were born in February. Of course you know that. But you were two months premature. Weighed in just under four pounds. I remember telling you about that. You've never told me that. Okay, what else? In the eighth grade, you won a national writing competition and attended an awards ceremony in Washington, D.C. Your story was called The Boy Who Could Fly. There are a lot of ways you could find that information. You got the idea from watching your classmate, Jeremy Reynolds. How do you know about that? He was in a wheelchair, right? Yes, he was. And you wrote it for him, to give to him. But what you didn't anticipate was when you gave it to him, it upset him very much. Jeff, how do you know this? And although you've never admitted it, I've always assumed that was the day you gave up on writing fiction. Did you go to my school or something? I was there, but I wasn't a student. Okay, so what were you? An observer. Like I said, you're my assignment. Look, uh, okay, I guess this is all very interesting, but you expect me to believe that? Our first kiss was Veronica Duplass, also in the eighth grade. That was a big year for you. On your first date, you two went bowling. You bowled a 145, she bowled a 111. And to this day, you still think about the fact that you should have let her win. I... She kissed you anyway. She was wearing strawberry lip gloss. Wait a second. You tell everyone your middle name is Richard, but it's actually Ricardo. Your mother was a big I Love Lucy fan. Jeff, wait. You copulated for the first time sophomore year of college. It lasted for 23 seconds. Stop it. And the day you met me, February 21st, was what you believe to be the worst day of your life. It was the day you found out Leslie was seeing someone else. You had a fight, walked out, you came by this place, saw the apartment for rent sign, walked in, and the rest is history. Stop! What the fuck is going on here? I told you, I... How do you know all this? It's like I said, you're my assignment. Assignment, right. Look, I don't know what your deal is. I mean, even for a stalker, that is some pretty intense shit. I think I should go. Ben, you can't go. 
There's no way I'm staying here for another minute. There's more. I can tell you more. Goodbye, freak. Ben opens the door and it closes by itself. He tries again. It closes again. Ben turns and looks at Jeff. What did you do to this door? You can't go. You need to understand something. Stop! Don't come an inch closer! You're not in any danger, I swear. But you can't go. Not until you understand. Understand what? What I've done. Did you close that door? Yes. With what? With my mind. Cognitive force. I can do that when it's necessary. Oh my god, I'm hallucinating. No, you're not. I'm having a nervous breakdown. You're not having a nervous breakdown. Then how can you explain all of this? I'm an alien. Oh, fuck you. I have more. Just take a breath. I want to show you something. He goes to grab some uh, some photos. Do you know who this is? It's you. I mean the other guy. That's Herman Melville. You ever heard of him? Moby Dick. That's right. He wrote Moby Dick. This is one of the only daguerreotype images of him in existence. You expect me to believe that this is a 200-year-old photo of Herman Melville? Not that old. 166 years. And it's a photo of Herman Melville and me. I was assigned to him. Any photography expert will tell you it's a legitimate image. So what? You're like 200 years old? 313. Of course you are. I've known many great Americans. Here I am with George Washington Carver, Joan Crawford. Here's the oldest one I have, John Brown. The abolitionist. Brilliant mind. Profound ideas. Bit of a lunatic. So I'm supposed to believe you got assigned to Herman Melville, Joan fucking Crawford, and me. I'm just sharing with you the examples you'd recognize. Look, here's a picture of my assignment just before you. Sheldon Sipowitz. He was a CPA. And why are you assigned to me? I don't know. I never know. That's not the point. I'm just supposed to observe. Remember the writing award in D.C.? Yes. Look. He shows him another picture. That's you, of course. And right there, in the background clapping, that's me. What the fuck? Now do you see? You look the same. Yes. I've looked this way for a very long time. Okay, that's it. Thank you very much. My advice? Create business cards, maybe a website. You'll go over great at birthday parties and bar mitzvahs. Why is it so hard to believe? Because aliens do not exist. And how do you know that? I know because I know. Do you have any idea how big the universe is? This demonstration is over, okay? The observable universe is finite but expanding. Expanding where? It stands to reason that the unobserved universe is infinite. In layman's terms, that's pretty big. Your point? Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it isn't there. Jeff, we're done here. You believe in God, right? I'm not having this conversation. I know you do. And I also know that you'd tell me that even though you cannot see God, you can prove his existence through all the ways he he is manifested in your life. Will you please shut up? And I respect that. I do. You want proof aliens exist? Here I am. Fully manifested. That's not proof. I don't care how much you believe it, and I don't care how much you want me to believe it. I will never, never believe that you're an alien, because I refuse to believe so. That good enough for you? I suppose it will have to be. Good. Just one more thing. Three seconds after the completion of this sentence, someone is going to knock on that door. And although I don't know who it is, I can tell you it's someone you've come into contact with tonight. How many times do I have to fucking tell you that I don't... A knock on the door. Knock, knock, knock. You should probably get that. After a moment, Ben moves to the door. The waiter from the restaurant is standing there holding a wallet. Hey. What are you doing here? You left your wallet at the restaurant. 
Oh my God. And I saw on your driver's license, you live only a few blocks from my place. So here you go. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Walter, right? Right. Uh, I, that's very nice of you. Uh, please come in. No, that's okay. Walter, please come in. I'd like to show some gratitude for your very kind gesture. I've had a long day. Please come in. No, thanks. Walter, I'm begging you. Please come in here and just stay for a little bit. You want something to drink? Dude, I don't want to. What's your problem? Nothing, nothing. Uh, thanks for returning my wallet. Sure. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I guess it's none of my business, but you're kind of intense. Thanks for the observation, Walter. I'm just saying, you should probably work on that. I will. Okay. Bye. He goes. The door remains open for a moment. I'd run for it, but you'd probably stop me with one of your judo mind tricks, right? Only if necessary. Ben shuts the door. I hate myself for asking. How did you know that was going to happen? Extrasensory cognitive awareness. Sometimes I can see things before they occur. So what? You can read minds? No, not thoughts. Just actions and a smidge of context. I'm... I don't... I don't... <laughs> can I tell you something I find fascinating about your species? My species? Go ahead. Ceremonies. Weddings, funerals, birthdays, retirement. These ceremonies are created to deal with the things you can't entirely explain, right? Weddings. Love. Funerals. Death. Birthdays. Beginnings. Retirement. Endings. You give importance and celebration to these things because you cannot and will not entirely understand them. Especially love. Jeepers, that one is by far the hardest. Ceremonies are about coping. That's fascinating. Jeepers. And when you break it down, ceremonies are just rituals and rules. Things that are decided upon to create order. How is this any different? I've told you something you're at the moment finding it difficult to believe, and yet you can't prove I'm wrong, nor can you understand how I've done what I've done. So it's going to take some time, but for now, let's see if we can find some common ground. I, I just don't think I can. I think it's the word alien that is tripping you up. Movies have sort of ingrained what that is supposed to look like. Jeff, please. Okay, then. I'm not an alien. Then what are you? I'm some other life form. Shit. Shit, shit, shit. Okay. Okay? What other choice do I have? Good. And good timing, because your ex-girlfriend is about to knock on that door. Knock, knock, knock. What the fuck are you talking about? This is a little unfair. Long story short, I've never been able to put my finger on why the two of you split up, so I tried to come up with some way to get to the bottom of things, and I decided to go out on a date with her and bring her here after. Please tell me you're joking. I'm not. Here we go. He opens the door. Leslie. Hi, Jeff. Sorry it took so long, but I had to get out of those clothes. No problem. Thank you. I'm not really a get-all-dolled-up kind of girl. Come in. Thanks. This is my roommate, Ben. Leslie freezes in her tracks. There is an intense moment of silence. It's obvious they haven't seen each other or spoken to each other in quite a long time. Hi. 
Hi. You two know each other? Lights, end of act one. Three, Captain Jack's or the importance of chemistry. Jeff enters and moves down center stage. He takes in the audience for a few moments and then speaks. Hello, I'm Jeff, but of course you already know that. I come in peace. I couldn't resist. You probably have some questions, not the least of which is why am I looking directly at you and talking directly to you? The simple answer, because I can. They can't, but I can. I can also tell that some of you are still uncertain of whether I'm really a life form from another planet. Isn't it more beautiful that way? And doesn't it explain a lot? And what, were you in the bathroom when I literally shut that door with the power of my brain? Pretty cool, huh? Listen, some cautious skepticism about something new will certainly go a long way in keeping you out of trouble, but closing yourself off to even the possibility that it might be true? That's never been a useful strategy. You might be inclined to believe that my species is a superior one. I can assure you that is not the case. If that were true, why would I be here? You get a lot of things right. Food. Food here is exceptional. Where I come from, sustenance and pleasure never go hand in hand, but for you, you require it. Sex. Oh my goodness gracious, we don't have anything like it. I suppose I should tell you, yes, I've engaged in coitus a couple of times throughout my history here, and no, my stuff doesn't mix with your stuff, so there's no possibility of any monstrous half-breeds taking over the world or anything. Where I come from, we can, of course, procreate, but it's mostly just signing a lot of paperwork. A lot. Another thing, your forms of expression are magnificent. Poetry, drama, film, books, music, art. You can escape from reality in the most incredible ways. Maybe that's because your reality is a little too harsh, but either way, there's beauty in it. There are some, shall I say, not-so-great things, too. Your government makes absolutely no sense. Don't blame me. I can't vote. Your obsession with technology seems to me an addiction akin to taking drugs, and you manufacture divisions between yourselves often, and you do so at times when the very solution seems to be to come together. Why do you do that? Anyway, why did I go to such elaborate lengths to bring Ben and Leslie together? Simple answer? Curiosity. I mentioned before, love. I don't think it's meant to be entirely understood. I mean, there's evidence to suggest that it's a human creation, a coping mechanism. But conversely, there's evidence to suggest it's a tangible, measurable, honest-to-goodness thing. And, as I mentioned before, I truly have no idea why I'm to observe the assignment I'm observing. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Sometimes my assignments write Moby Dick, and other times, like in the case of Sheldon Sipowitz, CPA, they start a club for people that like to dress cats in miniature tuxedos. Of course, I was around when Ben and Leslie were together, when they were good, when they were not so good, and I was a witness to their demise. For some reason, I knew I needed to hear her side of things, and hearing her was a bit of a confirmation of sorts. And then I knew I needed to get them in the same room, and I knew that asking them to do so would be a fruitless endeavor, so I came up with the online dating thing, and beep, boop, bop, and here we are. And I'm running out of time. When we are nearing the completion of our observations, we receive a signal. When we receive it, we have very little time left to wrap up loose ends. I received mine a few days ago. Jeff unwraps the bandage on his hand. He shows the audience the signal on his palm. It is a strange but beautiful light that is seemingly under the skin. Guess I better get back to it. If we could keep this conversation between us, I'd really appreciate it. He rewraps his hand. Great talking to you, by the way. He steps back into the scene. Ben. Yes. 
This is your Ben? Was. Pardon? Was my Ben. Right, of course. Yowza, who would have thought that the Ben we talked about tonight also happens to be my roommate? I mean, what are the odds? Yes, what are the odds? Maybe I, maybe I should go. No, please don't. Stay, have a drink, catch up. I don't know. Come on. Maybe she doesn't want to stay, Jeff. Right, uh, I understand. It's all a bit weird, I guess. Just a bit. And it's the last thing any of us were expecting. Really? But I see no reason why we can't spend a little time together. It all seems a bit serendipitous, does it not? Something like that. Like some force or entity or other has gone to great lengths to create an opportunity for connection. Stop looking at me. So why don't we just... I don't think it's a good idea. No. Shit. He's right. Stay for a bit. Please. You sure? I'm sure. That's more like it. I'll fix us something to drink. I'm sad to say I haven't been to the liquor store in quite some time, so all we have is peach schnapps. How does a fuzzy navel sound? It's my favorite. It is? Again, what are the odds? I'll be right back. You look great. Thank you. Did you do something to your hair? Well, I went on a date tonight. Right. How have you been? Good enough. Yeah, me too. So you and Jeff live together? Yeah, I moved in after... well. Right. How was your date? Great. Good. Really great. So glad to hear that. Jeff is easy, easy to talk to. He is. He is. You're right. He knows just how to... Can I ask a simple question and you'll actually give me an answer? Okay. Why didn't you return any of my calls? Because I didn't know what to say. That's it? Yes. You didn't know what to say? Right. You didn't need to say anything. I was calling you. I was the one that wanted to talk to you. Well, I didn't know that. Well, now you do. Do we have to do this right now? If not now, when? Some other time. Okay, then. I'll give you a call. No, wait. That wouldn't work. It's been so long, Leslie. I don't remember exactly why I didn't answer. For over a year. Over a year I tried to get in touch with you. Am I supposed to feel guilty or something? Yes, you should. I deserved an opportunity to explain myself. To explain what? That you were fucking somebody else? Was it fucking somebody else, Ben? You see, that's exactly my point. Whatever it was you were doing, it was obvious you were done with me. Really? It was obvious. Why else would you be- That is the problem. You give up. Oh, I see. That's the problem. The other guy, that was what? My imagination? Of course not. I didn't give up on anything. You gave up on answering your phone. I told you, I didn't know what to say. Well, it's been a year. Come up with anything yet? Maybe you should go. No. Like Jeff said, this is all too serendipitous or whatever to let it pass by. I don't want to hear what you have to say. I don't believe you. And why is that? Because you asked me to stay. Jeff returns with three fuzzy navels. His voice is bright and chipper. Every time I have a fuzzy navel, it reminds me of the Caribbean. Here you are. I was doing some research in the DR, one for you, 
And there was this great little beachside bar next to the place I was staying. Demetrius, that was the bartender's name. The guy was fascinating. I'm telling you, I learned more from that guy sipping a few fuzzy navels than I did for the entire rest of the trip. How are they? Great. Fine. Not too bad. Wish we had some lemonade. A splash of lemonade gives it that little something extra. So, here we are. Yes, here we are. Leslie and I had a great time tonight, Ben. Yeah, that seems pretty clear. We laughed and laughed. Terrific. It was. It was a terrific time. All kinds of stories. She's full of great stories. And now that... I'm just putting all of it together. Now that I realize it was this guy you were talking about... You talked about me? Yes. At length. Oh, yeah. Sounds like a dream date. You weren't there, Ben. You don't understand. I understand more than you know. What does that mean? Nothing. Never mind. She told me about how you knew each other as kids and that her parents always wanted you to be together. That's what you told him? What? It's true. My parents always wanted us to be together. Your mother hated me. No, my mother loved you. It's now that she hates you. Great! Either way, it's a terrific story. What is? How you two finally got together. Yeah, it's a good story. What's your take? On what? The story. What are you doing? She already told you. But what's your side of it? Jeff, what's the point of going two over sides, it again? Two sides, right? Two sides of every story, and I've always find it so interesting how people's memories hold on to different things. Some other time. What time could possibly be better than right now? And if not, what else should we talk about? Should we talk about your date tonight? Shut up, Jeff. You went on a date tonight? Don't ask. Come on, tell us. Fine, fine. Spring break, a big bunch of us from college went to Myrtle Beach. Leslie was dating this asshole named Trent. He wasn't an asshole. He was a self-absorbed, obnoxious prick with narcissistic tendencies. That better? A little. Anyway, there was this restaurant we spotted on the strip the day we arrived. This massive, tacky seafood restaurant with a giant wooden statue out front that I swear to God was Captain Crunch. It wasn't Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch doesn't have an eye patch. It was Captain Crunch with an eye patch. And Leslie said, there, that place. Oh my God, we have to eat there. That accurate? Yes. And every single day, she kept reminding us that. Before the end of the trip, we were going to eat there. So, finally, our last night at the beach, few of us decided to tag along. Trent, the self-absorbed, obnoxious prick with narcissistic tendencies, didn't go because he... He was drunk out of his mind at, like, 3.30, and you came along because you knew I was pissed. Something like that. So we go to dinner. And it is awful. <laughs> The place reeks of mildew and burnt deep-fried things. Uh, what was the name of it? Captain Jack. Captain Jack's, right, right. Jesus. Do you remember the waitress? How could I forget? She looked like she'd been working there her entire life and was yet to receive a break. She was wearing this ratty pirate outfit with a plastic hook over her hand and a stuffed parrot on her shoulder. I can't believe we actually ate there. If we'd had any sense, we would have run for the parking lot. But Leslie was determined, so we stayed. That night, five of the six of us came down with food poisoning. Never been so sick. What about you? Nope. I ordered chicken. Who orders chicken? Who orders chicken at a seafood restaurant? One without a death wish, that's who. Anyway, Leslie needed to be taken care of, and Trent the Wonder Drunk was, of course, no help, so 
I stayed up with her all night. We fell asleep on the bathroom floor together. And that was that. That was what? The beginning, I guess. You mean you fell in love? Oh, fuck, Jeff. I don't know. I don't understand. What? You fell in love while she was puking her guts out? No, it was when... Doesn't matter. It was on the drive home. We rode back together, just the two of us. No, that wasn't it. Yes, it was. Maybe for you, but not for me. When? I already told you, it doesn't matter. You can't do that. Do what? Tell a story and quit just before the ending. It was... I don't want to do this. I was... There was a moment. Lying on the bathroom floor. I put my arm around her. And she took my hand. It just... Worked. Yeah. That's beautiful. And then she broke up with Trent. We got together. A lot of time passed. She got tired of me. We split the end. You never told me that. I didn't want to. Why not? It was mine. Chemistry is a strange thing. It's also deceiving. What do you mean? I mean, it isn't enough. It feels like it is, but it's not. Chemistry is everything. No, it isn't. If you really believe that, then I feel sorry for you. Chemistry is everything because it gives you something to fight for. But that explains a lot. Don't say it. Explains why you gave up. I didn't fucking give up. You moved on. How could you possibly know that? The other guy was kind of a tip-off. Can I say something here? No. Come on, Ben. Just listen for a second. Jeff, you're going somewhere you don't need to go. I think I do. I mean, I'm in a bit of a pickle here. Look, I agree with you. Chemistry isn't everything. It can't be, can it? Logically, some things are bound to reach a point of no return. Yes. But I also agree with you. There was so much history, so much to fight for. You more than deserve the opportunity to explain yourself. Yes, I do. So it seems to me that... No, stop. This is not your decision. Well, I just think that you... How can I make this completely clear to you? I don't want to do this. I'm not going to do this. I've had one of the shittiest and most confusing nights of my life, and I just want to go to bed and forget it all ever happened. Wait a minute. Leave me alone. Jeff gets between Ben and his exit. Just hold on a second, okay? Wait. Maybe you need someone to force you, because you need to see that... Jeff suddenly looks at the closed door. This might be a problem. Shit. What? Oh, shit. You never curse. What's wrong? You okay? Oh, I'm fine. I'm just fine. Knock, knock, knock. Who is that? How should I know? I think you do. At this hour, I have no idea. Let me take care of this. Jeff moves to the door, but stops just before opening it, as if he is thinking of what to do next. Finally, he opens it. Molly is there. Hi, Jeff. I'm sorry to drop in on you so late. I've had a shitty night. Can I come in? Now may not be the best time. I should have called you first, but I just wanted to talk to someone, and you were the first person I thought of. Holy shit. She enters. What the fuck? Do you two know each other? What is he doing here? What am I doing here? What are you doing here? What is she doing here? Uh, this is Molly. She and I are working together on a project. This is Ben, my roommate. Your roommate? Yes. Are you serious? Yes. This is the guy. What guy? The guy from the app? It is. Why didn't you tell me? You just said Ben. I didn't know it was him. You've got to be fucking kidding me. What are the odds? You did this. How did you do this? Why did you do this? Not right now, okay? Hi. 
Oh my goodness gracious, I'm so sorry. Molly, this is Leslie, my date for the evening. Hello. And also Ben's ex-girlfriend. What? What a strange evening, huh? This is... I don't even know what this is. I gotta go. Oh, you don't have to go. You want a drink? I was coming over to complain about him, not get drunk with him. Ah. We can talk about it later, or maybe not. I'm gonna go. What in the world happened? She happened, that's what. Hey, fuck you, Casanova. I rest my case. Okay, you wanna know what happened? I'll tell you what happened. I took a risk. I went on the app and decided to put myself out there for the first time in a very long time, just like you encouraged me to do. Right. And I'm nervous as shit, and I just know it's going to be a disaster, but it starts off well enough. For the first couple of minutes, everything is completely normal, and then all of a sudden, out of the fucking blue, this chauvinist shitwad shows his true colors. I'm not a chauvinist. Oh, you're not? Then how about a sexual deviant? You made the joke! Exactly, a joke! He's definitely not a sexual deviant. Stay out of this! How long have you two been split up? Over a year. Things can change. What did you do? I didn't do anything! And then he goes fucking berserk on me because I'm a vegetarian. Why? It's not natural! Oh, for God's sake, Ben. You weren't there, Leslie. You're still hung up on that? You could have eaten the fucking cheese. I didn't want it. Because you're a godforsaken vegan! You see what I'm talking about? Let me get this straight. I don't do things like this. Put myself out there for a complete stranger, no less. I told you I didn't want to do it. I know you did. But you insisted. He can be very convincing. Yes, he can. So I bit the bullet, took a chance, and now where am I? Worse off than I was before. And I looked fucking great, too. Seriously, you're not going to say it. Ben, she has a really good point. And Wait you- just a second. You're really not going to say it. Say what? There's nothing left to say. You don't want to tell them how I apologized? What's the point? Please don't answer a question with a question. You don't want to tell them that I took responsibility and how I explained to you that I understood how you felt. The damage was already done. And how you completely contradicted yourself. I don't know what he's talking about. You hate me because I'm a libertarian. Everyone hates you because you're a libertarian. Fuck you. You want to go? You want to go? Let's go, motherfucker. Pandemonium. With much ad-libbing and shedding of layers and such, Ben scrambles to save himself. Jeff tries to restrain Molly. Suddenly, Leslie breaks out into uncontrollable laughter that lasts an uncomfortable amount of time. Eventually, everyone takes notice and the ruckus stops. (laughs) Be okay? I'm fine. What's so funny? Yeah, what's so fucking funny? It's nothing. It's nothing. It's just that you too. Okay, I'm sensing things are a little heated right now. A little heated? Get her out of here! I think it might be better if you- I can take care of this myself. Then leave. Why don't you leave? I live here! Maybe if we just take a moment- Get out of my house! You scared? Yes! Good! Everyone just calm down for a second. Jeff looks at the door suddenly again. Shit. Fuck. It. Nothing. Knock, knock, knock. I'll get it. The waiter is standing there holding a driver's license. Sorry to bother you again. I forgot to put the license back in the wallet. Oh, thank you very much. No problem. Walter? Oh my god, Walter, is that you? Who's Walter? He was our waiter. From tonight? Yes. 
And this keeps getting better and better. Walter, please come in. You have no idea how good your timing is. I just came to bring that guy's driver's license. No, it's fate. God brought you to us. He did? Yes. I'd like a word with him. Everybody, this is Walter. He was witness to this evening's fiasco. Hello, Walter. Hey, Molly, don't do this to the poor guy. He doesn't mind, do you, Walter? I don't know. What am I doing? Tell them. Go ahead, tell them. He doesn't know what you're talking about. Tell them about tonight. I think what Molly is trying to say, if I may. Please. Ben and Molly went on a date this evening. This you know, and it didn't go terribly well, which you also know. They would like to know who was most responsible. Oh. You don't have to answer. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. You don't want to hear the truth. Answer the fucking question, Walter. Walter, hi. I'm Leslie, by the way. Hello again. Just go. Go? Go. You're an innocent bystander. Exactly. Yes. So sorry about this, Walter. Thank you for your time. Jeff starts to usher Walter out. Wait a minute. I got this. It's okay. No, I want to. Go ahead, Walter. We're all ears. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Neither. Neither of you were responsible. It's like fire and ice. What? You two are like fire and ice. You don't mix. That seems very astute, Walter. Yeah, it's like sometimes two people sit at one of my tables and it just works, you know? And other times, fire and ice just makes a big mess. It's nobody's fault. It's chemistry, I guess. When it works, it's good. When it doesn't, it sucks. I think I'm in love. Thank you, Walter. You've been very helpful. Yeah. Okay. Bye. He's gone. The door is closed and there are several quiet moments. Well, I can't help but feel a little responsible for all of this. Not your fault, Jeff. How could you have known? Yeah, well... I'm having a great time. You okay, Ben? I'm fine. Um, I'm not exactly sure what just happened here. It's okay, Molly. I'm a little embarrassed. Actually, I'm fucking mortified. I should probably go. You sure? More than I've ever been sure about anything, ever. Leslie, I... Hopefully we can meet up again sometime, under better circumstances. Yeah, I'd like that. I'll see you out. Uh, good night, Ben. Molly? Bye, nice. I'm sorry. Yeah, me too. Bye, nice. Fucking Walter. I'll walk you downstairs. I'll be right back. Jeff and Molly go. You think Walter is single? I don't know. I'm joking. You okay? I'm fine. You're not. I know that look. You're not okay. But I also know you don't want to talk about it, so... Yeah. I should be going, too. Only so much fun a girl can have in one night. Despite everything, and I know you won't believe me, I'm glad I got to see you tonight. Can I ask you something? Of course. It's gonna sound weird. That's okay. Do you believe... Do I believe what? Do you believe everything happens for a reason? I don't know. Maybe. 
or are we just on a random crash course of meaningless coincidence? Why are you so philosophical all of a sudden? Because there's nothing left. Nothing left but philosophy? Yep. You know what the worst part of being a journalist is? Are you okay? The questions. I ask the same questions over and over again, and I pretty much always know what the answer is going to be. Hmm. It's like, I get so bored with the fact that I know what the answer is, and I go on autopilot. It can be soul-sucking at times, and yet the questions where I don't know what the answer will be, I'm usually too afraid to ask them. Why is that, do you think? Are you free tomorrow? And you don't have to. At the very least, you deserve an opportunity to explain yourself. You're free. I am. What time? Lights. Four manuscripts, or what's exciting in the world of geology. Light on Jeff, who has found a seat in the audience. The playwright recognizes the production will undoubtedly be sold out for the duration of the run, so a seat must be set aside for Jeff. Holy moly, this is getting good. What a wonderful perspective you have out here, free of the burden of having to actually go through it. An observer like me. Huh. He gets up and moves to the edge of the stage. I read somewhere that the number one fear amongst all humans is public speaking. Have you heard that before? Why is the number one fear public speaking and not a shark attack or sinkholes or getting sick or earthquakes or spiders? Horribly unnatural looking things, aren't they? In my estimation, you say your number one fear is public speaking, but really what you're afraid of is screwing up. And because you're in public, you have to, you have to face your mistakes, missteps, and miscalculations. And then someone might look at you and say to you, you were wrong. Now that makes sense to me. So why don't you just say it? Your number, one, your number one fear is making a mistake and having someone call it out. Is it because the admission of that fear is also an admission that you are indeed going to make a mistake? Is it a fear of being misunderstood or misinterpreted? Or perhaps, is it something in your DNA that tells you, I feel so strongly about this thing, there's no way I could possibly be wrong about it? Maybe a little from column A, column B. He rubs his hands a little. Almost time to go. Jeff sits on the edge of the stage and watches the scene, lights up on Ben in a coffee shop, seated alone at a table for two. He just sits quietly, sipping his coffee, staring straight ahead. He already ordered Leslie's coffee, and it sits on the table next to him. Leslie enters in a hurry. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'd expect nothing less. I thought I'd get out earlier. It's fine. No, it's not. I know this is hard for you, and I try to get my best. Try Leslie, to do my best it's to get out fine. Of one more thing syndrome. He hands her the coffee. Thank you. Please don't say that. Never really bothered me that much. Sure seemed to. Not really. Half and half? And two sugars. Thank you. You're welcome. So, what's exciting in the world of geology? Ben, you and I both know that there's nothing exciting in the world of geology. Hey, it's your job. Well, it's, it's exciting to me, not to you. You never give me any credit. Okay, then. What's exciting in the world of journalism? I see your point. Good. But don't answer a question with a question. For goodness sake, Ben. I'm messing with you. I know. That's why it's so frustrating. How are your folks? They're good. Dad retired six months ago, and then went right back to work, 
volunteering. Sounds like him. And your mom? She's good. Still working? Yep. She's about a year from retirement. That's great. And your folks? The exact same. They ask about you often. I miss them. Yeah. Nobody ever mentions that, do they? What? You don't lose a person, you lose an entire group of family. No. Nobody ever mentions that. It's sad. Does she really hate me? My mom? No. I only said that to... Crush my soul? Yes, Ben. I said that to crush your soul. It worked. Don't be ridiculous. She doesn't hate you. She just doesn't understand. That makes two of us. Three. I forgive you. For what? For everything. No, answer me. For what? I told you. Everything. I don't need you to forgive me. Okay, good then. That was easier than I expected. I'll just get the check. I need you to listen. I know. Do you? Yes, I do. I was hoping if I said that, I wouldn't have to hear it. Hear what? How I fucked up. I know I fucked up. And I don't want to hear about how I drove you into another man's arms or how I just... You didn't fuck up. You gave up. You know, you keep saying that, and I don't know how I can be any clearer. This isn't easier. Isn't easy for me either, Ben. I didn't give up. The last thing I want to do is talk about how I screwed up, but I need to. And if that means we also have to discover that you screwed up too, then so be it. Fine. Where did it all go wrong? Don't do that. There's no good in that, because it didn't go wrong. It didn't. No. It went unspoken. And the tiny increments added up to something that eventually led to some misguided decisions. Just tell me, why did you start seeing that guy? His name was Peter. And we started seeing each other because... Because he gave you something I couldn't. No, stop. It's really simple. I started seeing him because he reminded me of all the things we used to have. All of the things that we used to be. Okay. It's like that night in Myrtle Beach. You held back my hair while I was puking my guts out for I don't even know how many hours. It was the first time in my life I had someone willing to do that sort of thing. You were my friend. Exactly, yes. Exactly. And for years and years after, you and I were partners in crime. We were the first and last line of defense for each other. And we worked. We really, really worked. But at the end, we weren't friends anymore. That's bullshit, Leslie. No, it's not. Listen, when Grandpa died, you didn't even- Please, not this again. I called you. Told you he passed. I remember. And I came straight home to you. Leslie, we've been through this. (sighs) You barely said a word to me. I didn't know what to say. But Ben- What was I supposed to do? You were supposed to meet me halfway. We were supposed to get through it together. Not once, not once did you ever ask if I was okay. I knew you weren't okay. But you still have to ask. You have to ask because otherwise I never get the chance to tell you I'm not okay. And that is supposed to prove that we weren't friends anymore. All I know, the guy I came home to that night wasn't the same guy that took care of me in Myrtle Beach. Of course I wasn't the same. How many years had passed? Some things aren't supposed to change. I'm sorry I didn't say the exact right thing at the exact right time. 
It's not about that. It's about saying something, anything. It's all I needed. What about all the good shit? What about it? I guess those things don't matter as much. Of course it matters, but that's That weekend not. in Asheville, skiing in Utah, that, that trip to... Those are vacations. And they're not even close to my favorite moments. They pale in comparison. To what? Sitting on the couch and watching TV and talking it over to try and guess the ending. Okay. Arguing about our favorite movies and reading books together and forcing each other to try things we never would have on our own. Yes. But at some point we stopped doing those things, talking about those things. We hit a bump. It was more than a bump. All couples go through it. You knew something was wrong. Not wrong. Off, but not wrong. You felt it too. I knew we'd be okay. Ben. You said it. We worked. Yeah. But remember last night? You said chemistry was misleading. I never stopped loving you. It's not a question of love, is it? What are you talking about? What else is there? We lost something. No. Somewhere along the line, we started showing up because we were supposed to. I don't think that's true. Somewhere along the line, we stopped going the extra mile to take care of each other. You're wrong. Somewhere along the line, we resolved to sit in silence while watching TV. That's enough. Somewhere along the line, we didn't think to ask each other the simplest of things. Leslie, please. Somewhere along the line, we forgot how to be friends. That breaks my heart. Mine too. So, Peter, that was my fault. I was completely innocent at first. For a couple months, he was a great companion. He was sweet and good-looking and a great listener, and it felt like he was the answer to something, because he liked me. I don't want to hear any more of this. Why not? Because it fucking sucks. Of course it does. Why? What would you have done? Ben, that's not... I'm serious. What if it had been another woman? Would you have stayed? You don't know. Exactly. You don't know. Because there was no other woman. You don't know because there was no one for me but you. Peter wasn't the problem. You know that. I do? Now you're giving me too much credit. And then I kissed him. That's all. Peter, I kissed him. And it was nice. But immediately I knew. Knew what? That I was making a mistake. By not telling you. By not talking to you about it. By filling a void with someone new without addressing the actual problem. So I came home, I told you about him, and you moved out. Am I supposed to feel bad about that? Do you? No. But you left. So? You ran away. You ran away and you didn't answer your phone for a fucking year. Yeah, so? You gave up. I did not. Then what would you call it? Fuck, Leslie, I don't know. I don't know! I always believed we would find a way to make it work until Peter. And that was it. Okay. I didn't give up. You did. You really think that? I know it. I don't believe you. Because you left. And then I found this. He pulls out a manuscript. Where did you get that? He left it behind. Shit. Did you read it? Not at first. Sat on my kitchen table for three months. as my excuse to call you. 
hey, you left something at the house. Should I bring it to you? Then he didn't answer, so I read it. You shouldn't have done that. You should have answered the phone. That's private. You didn't take it with you. By accident. It's about us, isn't it? When we were younger? Yes. Thought so. It's beautiful. I mean it, I didn't think you wrote things like this. I don't. It's the only one since the eighth grade. It's really good. You should try and get it published. I bet if you... I don't want to... Take it... When did you finish this? A few weeks before we split up. Why didn't you ever tell me about it? I don't know. Okay, then. Why did you write it? I can't do this, Leslie. Yes, you can. I'm telling you, I can't. You need to do this, Ben. Last night, the questions. You said you were afraid of the ones where you didn't already know the answer. Right. I get it, I do. But avoiding those questions doesn't make them go away. And you can't move on until you face them. Sorry, but that's not how I work. That's how real life works. Well, real life sucks. Who decided that? Who decided that life has to suck? Why can't it be like a storybook? Leslie, I... Just answer this one question and then you can go, okay? Why did you write it? I wrote it because I wanted to remember, okay? I wrote it because I kept thinking back to all the times when nothing else mattered. It was just you and me and whatever we wanted to do. You wanted to remember when we were friends? Yes. I'm sorry, Ben. For my part. Everything I did, everything I didn't do, for all the questions unasked, I'm so sorry. That moment in Myrtle Beach, I wasn't entirely honest with you. What do you mean? That's not when I, you know. It's not? No. Turns out I've loved you since the day we met. I had to write that to figure it out. I'm keeping it. Last night was the first date I've been on since we split. First? Jeff got me on that godforsaken app. And then all of a sudden, the message. We found a potential match for you. It was Molly. And she was... Gorgeous. That didn't hurt. But I didn't want to do it. And I was putting up a fight. And Jeff told me, you're never going to know what you really want until you put yourself in the position to be uncomfortable. Huh. Then I thought, fine, I'll do it. What's the worst thing that could happen? <laughs> so happens that that date was the worst thing that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, Leslie. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hadn't spoken to you in over a year. And an hour before I was going to leave for my date, I walked over to your place. I stood outside your door. You did? I did. Begging myself to knock. Why didn't you? Because it had been too long. And if I couldn't even answer your phone calls, you deserve something much better than me. So I left. He was right, though. What? You have to put yourself in a position to be uncomfortable to know what you want. What do you want? I... I want my friend back. Me too. Lights. Epilogue. Jeff to the audience. You people are amazing. I mean it.
You're so fascinatingly resilient. I've seen it time and time again. Just when all hope seems lost, you rally. You defy the odds. You find a way to cope. I'm going to miss seeing that. It's the craziest thing. For the first time, I told someone who I really was, and I became something a little more than an observer. You'd think after a couple of centuries, I'd have gotten the creative distance thing down. But, you know, I guess it was bound to happen sometime. Ben came back from meeting Leslie, and I said goodbye. I explained to him I had to go, that my time was up, and that I had no say in the matter. I showed him this. Jeff shows the hand signal again. A light comes up on Ben. He said, Holy shit, you are an alien! We hugged. He cried a little. He asked about ten more questions. I answered one. When you go back, what will you say about me? I'll say that you were the last in a long line of mesmerizing experiences, just as important and just as insightful as any other. You were the one that opened my eyes to love. Light out on Ben. A bright, seemingly singular light appears downstage. Jeff steps toward it. He looks at the light, a little uneasy. Ben to the audience. I've thought about this moment for a really long time, and I was sure I'd be ready to go. But now, if you do something for long enough, the end lies somewhere in the far-off distance as only a foggy possibility. You can probably relate. He steps into the light. I'll say this. You're going to be okay. Love is real. It has to be. Isn't it more beautiful that way? The light gets brighter and brighter. Suddenly, it goes out. He's gone. End of play.